0: Today on CityCast Philly, we're covering some of the week's top stories. It's the Friday News Roundup, and I'm joined now by Billy Penn director and editor, Danya Henninger. It's Friday, December 16th, 2022. I'm Trinae Naree and this is CityCast Philly. Danya, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Trinay. i I'm psyched to be here.
0: Awesome. Okay, before we get into the news today, I've got to ask you, Wawa or Sheets? I mean, obviously, Wawa. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. We had a conversation this week with CityCast Pittsburgh, and of course, obviously, they rep for Sheets, but I had to, had to protect the Wawa brand.
1: <laughs> I mean, Sheets is okay if you like fried, greasy stuff, from what I gather.
0: Right, that's what I've heard, yeah.
1: But the hoagies, so I will defend a Wawa hoagie. I know a lot of Philadelphians will say they've gone downhill. But if you just want a hoagie, like a straight-up hoagie, you know, and you want to be sure that it's decent, that's where you go. It's not like the best hoagie in the world. But Wawa will always have your
0: back. That's what I'm saying. That, uh, All right, we're going to have a great show. I love this. (laughs) All right, Donnie, let's talk about a big story um, that Billy Penn covered this week. It was about the Sixers arena. There was a town hall regarding what's going to happen. Tell us what actually happened this week at the town hall.
1: Yeah, so this was the biggest community meeting so far about the Sixers Arena and it was pulled together by like 20 different organizations in Chinatown who are pretty much anti-arena. They they haven't really made a secret of that, but they also think that the Sixers, like 76 Dev Corp is their their firm hasn't really done as much outreach as they're saying. Like 76 Dev Corp is like, we're making everything, we're doing community outreach. That's the basis of everything we do. And then these community organizations pointed out that, and one of the main things about this meeting, they haven't held any meetings that are in Cantonese or Mandarin. Interesting. Which is how what most people in Chinatown and business owners in Chinatown. A lot of people don't even speak English. You know, I mean, the other thing is that the arena site is not actually in Chinatown. So that's, you know, a lot of the people who are defending the Sixers and the guy from the Sixers even said at this meeting, it's not just Chinatown. Yes, we want to do community engagement, but we're going to have to engage Reading Terminal Market stakeholders and Washington Square West residents and business owners. And, you know, it's at that fashion district site, which is kind of on the edge of Chinatown. But, you know, Chinatown has there's a history of the voices not being heard. I said 676. The Vine Street Expressway is the perfect example, right? They, right? That highway was planned to cut right through the middle of the neighborhood, like to change the neighborhood. And now kids 30, 40 years later have to walk across that highway to get to school, to get to church, like the community centers on the other sides of the businesses. And so, you know, you can see why they are skeptical.
0: Right. And there also was a representative from the firm leading the construction project. They were at the meeting. How were they responding to what people were saying?
1: They uh, they were defending the process so far. And the 76 DevCorp has done probably more community outreach than your average developer. I mean, they knew from the start that this was going to be, you know, this is a huge project
0: and that there's obviously going to be some opposition. Yeah. When you say community engagement, what does that look like?
1: So 76 DevCorp has held several meetings with different organizations in Chinatown and in the surrounding areas like neighborhood associations and business associations. The complaint of a lot of the activists uh, who gathered last night, and there were like three or four hundred people out, was that those have all been kind of invite only. And, you know, how do you get a seat at that table to even be part of the discussion? The Sixers also said that they they have posted community engagement plan on their website like they have a whole plan of like we're gonna involve people every step of the way and they've laid that out you know they haven't you know it's, it's early in the process but then so so the 76 dev corp guy was defending that he got a lot of he got some pushback from folks who activists at the meeting who kind of called him a you know, not in so many words, but kind of called him a traitor. He's a young black man. And there was a, some housing activists in the in the audience who were like, how could you do this? This is gentrification. This is, you know, what they've done to our people throughout history. And this city is still suffering from that. Some of the pushback on that would be like, is Market East really not gentrified? I mean, it's a it's a shopping district. And then the but activists at the meeting said they are worried about like spillover. Like, drug people coming out of the games, and there's supposed to be restaurants and bars there, too. And coming into Chinatown and, like, just kind of creating a different atmosphere
0: there. Dania, what news story do you feel was overlooked this week?
1: So we're nearing the end of the year, and there is good news in that homicides in Philadelphia are down compared to last year. Um, Mm -hmm. And and that's definitely good. It's about 8% down, which... In the end, it's not good news because that's still, you know, 480 people shot and killed or killed, most of them from gun violence. So, yes, it's great that there have been some news coverage so far and there'll be probably be more. We're not having another record breaking here. That's that's definitely good. But shootings overall are not down. And, you know, if you track, you can track that. The city tracks that. The city controller has a, a measurement and an org that we work with. Uh, The Philadelphia Center for Better Gun Violence Reporting has a dashboard. And shootings are about even from last year, which was already super high, you know, compared to like five years ago. It's up 60 percent. So it's a question like homicides are down. Shootings are not. Are the surgeons just getting more used to treating like gunshot wounds in the trauma room? Because they are actually, you know, if you if you read some of the stories, the trauma surgeons are unfortunately getting better at treating gunshot wounds. So I think. We really need to look at what's, you know, the real trends. I, I, as we come to this end of the year, I hope people look at that. It's not like, like yes, we should celebrate that it's not another record-breaking year of homicides, which would be horrific, but it's such a huge issue still.
0: Tell us more about Billy Penn's weekly newsletter brief on gun violence prevention.
1: We partnered with the Philadelphia Center for Gun Violence Reporting, which is PCGVR, which is run by Jim McMillan, who is... A news veteran. He was a photojournalist at the Daily News for like 20 he years. He was actually one
0: of my uh, professors at Temple University.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's great. And so he was at Temple when he started... You know, he thought back on his career... And he used to cover shootings in kind of the way that um, there was a great piece in The Inquirer by Layla Jones, who used to be at Billy Penn and is now working on the More Perfect Union project, about how like action news and if it bleeds, it leads like that started in Philadelphia now spread throughout the country. So that was what Jim McMillan used to do, like go and take photos of these crime scenes and these shootings and. You know, he said maybe 2,000 shootings He's, he covered in his career that way. And he began to think about, like, maybe that's doing more harm than good. So he started this Philadelphia Center for Better Gun Violence Reporting. There's research that just came out of that that actually, you know, shows that the that kind of coverage does harm to the community and can, can lead to more violence. But we with with Jim every Tuesday in our daily newsletter. We put out a brief of, and the idea is it's the last week's worth of news from a solutions angle. You know, so not the, like, this person was shot, this person was killed over right. there. But what are the solutions? And, I right. mean, there aren't easy solutions. So it's not like, you know, you obviously you can't read that story and be like, oh, we got the answer. But at the end of that news brief every week, so we have, like, five different stories that we link to and explain and usually give background in just a couple sentences. And then we do have a stats that we publish every week. So people can track what's going on. And so we track the homicides. We track the number of shootings in the past week and we track the number of shootings in the year. And we compare we have a percentage up or percentage down percentage versus uh, five years ago, just so people have a better picture of what's going on.
0: You know, I don't want to end on, you know, such a tough note. Let's kind of hear some good news. You tell us Philly's Chicken Man is partnering with South Philadelphia Fridge. And for our listeners, as a reminder, this was the guy who ate 40 rotisserie, whole rotisserie chickens for 40 days straight. And hardly anything I'm else. I'm still processing that story.
1: Yeah, he, he ate hardly anything else. He ate like a carrot maybe or some yogurt. I
0: couldn't Look, I couldn't do it. Don't 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 ask me to do
1: something like that. But it got it got him so much fame. And New York Times covered it. The Washington Post. It was
0: nuts. Yeah. Okay. So what's the news story with him? So
1: the news story is he's been partnering with, uh, you know, the South Philly Community Fridge to give rotisserie chickens. You know, Boston Market I think is sponsoring it and giving them chickens. And so they're doing a holiday giveaway for for families who need holiday meals. Um, which is really great. And the other fun thing about it is that he inspired some art. There's an artist, Bob Dix, who was inspired to do 40 days of chicken art. (laughs)
0: Okay, is this going to be murals? Is this going to be in a book? Like,
1: I think, you know, right now, so he's done, they're actually, I think, drawings. He's an illustrator. And so he's done all different kinds of chicken drawings. Either Right now they're on his Instagram. He's doing a finale at Ray's Happy Birthday Bar this weekend on Saturday. It's like the finale of the chicken, 40 days of chicken art. Um, (laughs) So I'm not sure what's going to happen to the art afterwards. Maybe he'll auction it off for charity. Like this is all, it's coming back to like a giving back at the end of the year. So it's really cool. Yeah.
0: So Philly, and speaking of things that are so Philly, Danya, you may be an illustrator too because you created this really amazing collection of memes. So in this segment, we might call, what's the most Philly thing you saw on social media this week? Dania, tell us, what did you create?
1: <laughs> well, you know, the Elf on the Shelf meme Yes, you've heard yes. of Elf on the Shelf now, but what about, you know, <laughs> make it Philly. <laughs> yeah, but make it Philly. So, so we made it Philly. We came up with nine. It was, it was a brainstorm among the whole team to come up with them. And like some of my favorites are, you know, you've heard of Elf on the Shelf. And then you sh- show a Photoshop photo and, like, people are supposed to guess. Like, what is it? Uh, but One of them is Embiid on a steed.
0: Oh, okay. I was I was getting a little confused why you put Embiid on a horse, (laughs) right? I looked, but I
1: was so proud of that Photoshop, man. That was that was that was actually a horse that we have a photo of the Fletcher Street Urban Riding Club. (laughs) We took that photo and put Embiid on there. Don't don't tell them about it. We also have like Kenny on a penny. Which, you know, we have Kenny's face embossed. I get on that a, now. Okay. Yeah, so it was a lot of fun. We have uh, a picture of Gritty. He's singing with a whole bunch of people around them. That's flyer in a choir. Genius. <laughs>
0: Genius. I, I, I love this. And we'll have links in our show notes so that the listeners can also laugh along with us. Billy Penn's director and editor, Dania Henninger, thank you so much for being on CityCast Philly.
1: Thanks so much, today. It was awesome speaking with you.
0: that's all for today here on CityCast Philly. Our lead producer is Alexandra McMahon, our producer is Abby Fritz, our newsletter editor is Brittany Valentine, and our host is me, Trinae Nuri. Music is by Philly's own Interminable. If you enjoyed the show, tell your friends to listen, rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back Monday morning with more news from around the city. Have a great weekend and be safe. Bye.